derecho. Ya lo hace. Pierna derecha, directo al arco. Golazo. Golazo. Hello, Ply Podcasters. Welcome back this week. Now, I should say this week, welcome back from yesterday with that frequent. I'm joined today with a couple of new guests, an old pod favorite, um, one of my old co-hosts, Danners. How, how are you, mate? Welcome. Yeah, good, Benny. Good to be back. I'm um, really excited about the World Cup and uh, really excited to dig into uh, having a chat about it. And a new voice that you haven't heard before and a guy who has bigger things to fry tonight, hopefully, with the oncoming birth of his first child, Shano, mate. Welcome. <laughs> Thanks, Benny. Yeah, it's uh, exciting times, I guess you could say. <laughs> Do we have any um, ply podcast exclusives, whether it's a boy or a girl, or are we going in blind? Uh, look, I'll give you a sneak peek. It's it's a girl. So, um... Hey, <laughs> congratulations. <laughs> Thanks, lads. Uh, well, hopefully... Uh, Sure, you get the win for you tonight, and you can double down on a, on a fantastic night in the world of Shane. <laughs> and the Crows too, but anyway, we won't touch on that. <laughs> ah. <laughs> All right, guys. So um, there was a bit of football last night, the first time that the World Cup really kicked into full full steam. Um, unfortunately, though, for Egypt, it was heartbreak in the 89th minute with Jose Jimenez uh, scoring that lovely strong header from the corner. Um, did you guys watch the game? In full, I can put my hand up to say I did not make it past the 70th minute. It was a pretty dross of a game. Yeah, and no, I didn't get past 70 also as well. It's a Friday night uh, after a long work week. Uh, the game wasn't as exciting as I wanted it to be. It was the first one that I'd watched in full in the World Cup, to be honest, as well. Um, but there were definitely, definitely some interesting moments, um, some some tales to tell out, out of the match as well. But I thought it was yeah a really interesting game. Uh, but it, in terms, of, in some respects, but but not in every respect. Yeah, I um, I thought uh, it was interesting game by the way that Uruguay just didn't look like they were there at the races. Whereas I thought uh, Egypt probably were hard served not to get a point out of that game. They really were the ones that took it to the Uruguayans for the first half, and at least most for the second. Uh, totally agree. I mean, everyone was sort of into them about the fact that Salah, would he start, wouldn't he start, and, and how fit is he? And I guess they actually played pretty well, seeing as the whole qualifying, they were basically going through him going forward. But um, I, I watched it the first half, and then I got through to a, probably would have been about the 70-minute, and then I, I basically fell asleep. It was that boring. Um, to be honest, it just wasn't really an exciting game at all. But um, Uruguay had a lot of trouble just breaking Egypt down. Um, at the back, and the chances they had in that first half were pretty limited. We have to touch on the elephant in the room, and that is Optus's coverage. <sighs> it was deplorable. The internet was full of hate mail for Optus, and rightly so. I'd shot off a couple of tweets for the first time in two years. <laughs> this isn't just any event, lads. It is the World Cup, and if you cannot get your streaming service right for the, was it, uh, 60 games of the World Cup or 300 games of the World Cup, whatever whatever the number is, it's out of control. Yeah, it's it's pretty bad. Uh, I mean, you, you look at it, you think after all the teething problems they had when they started off the EPL and they copped a lot of backlash for that, you, you think when it comes to the World Cup, they would be making mistakes like this, but it was pretty shocking, I have to say. 
Yeah, look, there was a good, uh, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes in the first half where it was just completely unwatchable for me. I uh, It came back in, in and out, in and out again. Um, but yeah, look, it, it didn't it didn't add to the spectacle of the, the game that was already as as we already mentioned, a, a bit a bit of dross. So, yeah, that's the easiest way to put it. Yeah, yeah it, it 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 really wasn't. And I mean, you compare it to the opening game, and to be honest, right, I expected the complete opposite between these games. I expected what the Russia game to be, what this game would have been, and it really was the complete opposite for me. Yeah, I guess because Uruguay look really strong in that group. You know, on paper, they've got a lot of good players playing in top European leagues. And for themselves, it's a bit of a golden generation of players. Um, You know, they've got a lot of stalwarts that are really great. But a lot of young guys, particularly in the midfield, coming through um, that that show a lot of promise, but, but not so much in this match. Hey, as our old friend Grosso says, sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. <laughs> we, we'll, enjoy, we'll enjoy the World Cup for, for its highs and its lows, but we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back with uh, a look at the Iran versus Morocco game. Chance surely, goal number two. Harry Kuhl is the name. Yes, that's Harry Kuhl scoring in the 2006 World Cup. Um, against, uh, I think it was uh, Japan, actually, in our first uh, win, 3-1. Super super Timmy was there as well. Um, Guys, uh, JJ, a good friend of ours, um, put it on the line that the Iran versus Morocco game was going to be a pretty dour affair. And it was another game that was, unfortunately, you could have watched the first uh, 90 and seen nothing and turned on the 95th minute and seen all that mattered. And that was the goal, uh, the own goal, I should say, um, from Aziz Boudadis. Um, shocking, mm-hmm. shocking feeling. Yeah, yeah it's, not a, it's not a good feeling. I've never been on the end of a, an own goal myself. But uh, yeah, I look, Iran, we're, we're, we're chasing the game the whole time and Morocco were all over them. But uh, pff, it, it's just the way it goes sometimes. It's pretty unlucky. Yeah, you do have to feel bad for Morocco, who showed a really good uh, a run in their qualifying, uh, not conceding a goal for a long, long time. And then to concede a goal like that when you get to the World Cup final, pretty rough. Um, look, the, 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 uh, the chocolates go to uh, Iran in the end, and, and they'll be absolutely ecstatic with that, with that huge historic win. Um, but yeah, you've got to feel for Morocco in a way. I think the goalkeepers of all the teams so far have actually done a really good job. Um, a bit David De Gea, who we'll get onto in a moment, but um, Munir and, and Binavald, they both kept really well um, in this game. And look, that probably goes to the credit that there were some actually good shots on target from both teams, but the keeper was just up to it. Some double saves, um, some reaction saves. Um, so look, I actually think it's probably the right result a 1-0 uh, win to either team. I don't think draws helps anybody in the World Cup. So I'm happy to see the first games go through with some results because then it puts pressure on other teams to actually do something rather than okay, go and look, I've won game one, everyone else in the group drawed. I'll just put it back 10 in for the next game, get myself a draw, and then I can almost guarantee myself progress. Yeah, I I tend to agree. I mean, this this is one of the easier groups to pick. You think who's going to be the the, the people qualifying out of it? To be honest, and uh, I, I don't think that it shakes it up that much. But I'd also say that they're probably not going to be resting players in that last game potentially, except maybe Ronaldo might uh, might get a rest. We'll see how we go. 
Yeah, I think um, Ronaldo <coughs> now, might want to add to that okay. goal record uh, as well. But yeah, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see how we go. Three goals is a good start. But again, we're going to talk about that soon. Yeah. Yeah, let's, ju- let's take a quick break and we'll jump on to the Spain versus Portugal game. Greg Moore, a defender, strikes the goal that brings the green and gold level. An unlikely penalty taker. Back against Croatia in 2006, Craig Moore took the uh, penalty to get us 2-2 against Croatia. The famous three yellow card night for uh, for uh, the referee uh, Michael Pohl back in the day. So yeah, a little bit of um, Australian soccer's history throughout the pod. Right, let's let's crack on to. Um, to Portugal versus Spain, which was the game that we're all looking forward to. And unfortunately for Australian supporters, 4 a.m. is not a, a friendly time. Although it might be you for you, Shano, in a couple of days' time. When you're, <laughs> I didn't miss when it. You're up, <laughs> when you're up changing nappies. But what, what do you guys think of it? Oh, Dan, you go, mate. I've, 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 I'll let you go. No worries, Shane. Look, I uh, I thought I had I feel like I had a bit of everything. Uh, it was a really really exciting game. Uh, six goals, which is which is awesome to see in a World Cup final game. Um, you know, Spain imperious with such an, an incredible squad, um, but Ronaldo just really you know shining at the end of the day. Um, you know, a hat trick. Uh, he's only scored you know three goals in World Cup finals before, but he he scored three in this one game. Uh, he's really reinvented himself as a, as a forward. Uh, he's always been a deadly finisher, but he's got less of that ability running up and down the wings. Having said that, he was able to uh, to trick Nacho into essentially bringing into a tackle and winning the first penalty and then converting it as well. I thought it was a great individual performance by himself, capped off by an incredible free kick at the end. Yeah. Sensational! It, it's uh, it's going to be really hard to top that game just as as a spectacle this early on in in the actual tournament. Just looking through even the group stages, there's maybe one or two other games where you might see something like this. But wow! Uh, listen to I think it was Craig Foster was saying um, how how good the game was, um, and Martin Tyler's call um, was sensational. Uh, watching it this morning, but uh, Ronaldo, yeah, first player ever to score at four consecutive World Cups beat Timmy Cahill to it, who may not get there even, you know, so yeah, but uh, yeah, sensational game. I, 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 it's going to be a hard one to beat. But does Ronaldo have a service station named after him? <laughs> I don't think he does. I'd say he's probably got everything named after him back in Portugal. Let's be honest. Well, he's got the airport. Um, <laughs> as much as we love to rag on Ronaldo because he is a caricature of himself, mm. all three goals, I bet the second one was a little bit fortuitous, and we'll touch on that in a second. I think as football fans, we love the lionism of Messi versus uh, Ronaldo. And so to see Ronaldo, who didn't probably have a great Euros, um, step up and actually be counted in the World Cup already, it's great for football. Well, I think Ronaldo is an interesting case in international football. His his goal record in club football is 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 incredible and, and far and away better than Messi's. Even though I'm 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 a Messi fan out of the two, um, but his international record, on the other hand, it, it leaves a bit to, to be desired, particularly in World Cups. And as you said, in the last Euro, it wasn't fantastic either. So um, to begin this tournament with a hat trick, um, you know, kudos to him um, and good luck to him in, in Portugal. I think too. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I, I probably was heavily on the messy bandwagon in terms of that discussion, um, but 
that's definitely brought it back for me a lot. This club year season with him at Madrid and also standing up in, what, the 87th minute and being able to take that free kick um, with your team losing 3-2, you know, it says a lot about the guy and obviously what he can do. And uh, if you didn't catch the little bit of news that was slipped through, also avoid a jail this uh, week uh, with a $18.6 million tax fine. <laughs> Isn't that so just the all, thing at all, the minute? They're all doing it, aren't they? <laughs> it's all coming up Ronaldo this week. Hattrick in the World he, Cup he defi- wins the... Yes. <laughs> he definitely played with the shackles off, Benny. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you don't get that kind of stuff anywhere else, everybody. Now, the last thing I want to I chat on um, about this game is David De Gea. So we did see in the warm-up game an uncharacteristic slip-up from him which cost a Spain a goal. And then... I thought the commentary around that was a little bit harsh. He did get to the save in that game, but just parried it probably not the best that he would want to and put it down the path of the striker, which can happen. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, you're judging him by the top standards. But this one here, though, that's a genuine howler that you can't have in the World Cup. Yeah, that was – it was pretty bad. I mean – I can't help but sort of compare the two or with that with like Karius in the Champions League final and I'm struggling to figure out, think of which one's actually worse, to be honest. They're both Ayala's. Yeah, they're both pretty shocking. Yeah, um, I, I, fortunately for yeah. De Gea, it was just the just the one howler in, in the in the, in the <laughs> important game. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, you're right. They're probably about the same level in, in terms of the one that uh, he fumbled into the net from Bale. Let's just wait for the concussion report in three days' time, guys. <laughs> yeah, he could. Uh, he could be all. He could could be redeemed if if it comes out that he was completely concussed. Perhaps. Yeah, I, I think. I think the thing with Digaya is is he's a proven keeper. Like he has shown that he can do it at this level already in it, and I think it'll be a blip on the radar um, in the longer term. Now. Do you think this result's going to come back to haunt either of these teams? Could we see a cheeky upset with uh, Iran maybe going through as uh, second place in the group? Or do you still think it's Portugal and Spain's to lose? Still to lose. I, I, I don't see Iran. I mean, they've, they've somehow miraculously beaten Morocco, but the, you could see in the quality of that game, uh, they're, they're well like, leagues apart. There's no way I can't see anyone else except for those two going through. Yeah, I agree with Shane. In short, um, I, I, Morocco are, are finished, unfortunately. It just looks that way. Um, and I think Iran are going to struggle against, against both sides. They, they, might, um, they might put up a fight against All right, Jess, thank you very much for joining me today. No worries, mate. I appreciate you jumping, Pleasure. jumping up. Before, before I let you go, just one quick score for tonight. Australia versus France. We'll be watching it uh, together, Danis. We'll, yeah. Shane, you first. Where do you where do you see the result finishing? Ah, uh, well, I, I don't know. I could be watching it at home. I could be watching it on my phone. Hopefully, with Optus Sport working from a, a waiting room in the hospital. So we'll wait and see. But uh, I'm I'm predicting. I reckon. Unfortunately, I just don't see us maybe sneaking a goal. I, I'm going to say three one France. Okay. And Dennis, what do you think? Yeah, I'm going to go optimistic, uh, and my optimism is is seeing me. I'm I'm thinking a one-one draw uh, with a late Timmy Cahill goal. I think I'm just going to go for that. Um, I'd like to see him, yeah, match that record you mentioned before and, and score in four consecutive cups. Beautiful. All right, guys. Well, Shane, best of luck for whatever happens for you tonight, mate. Danners, I'll see you later. For everyone else out there listening, I hope your team did well last night. 
And for everyone who's in Australia, come on Aussies. Thanks very much. Thanks, lads. Thank you.